Hey, Philip. What is up? What do you get when you cross two poor saps with poor time management to do a podcast? You get 10 episodes in almost one year's time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's good. We're doing. We're. What is that? That's less than one a month. There's no way we did it. We started this in February. I don't believe you. I think so. I don't believe. I you. think so. And we were like, oh, we're gonna do weekly. <laughs> yeah. First it was weekly. Then it was like, you know what? Bi-weekly is doable. Bi-weekly is doable. We we really got thrown off with the, it's true. the holiday. You know, actually, what we did. Um. Uh. Hey guys, we're we're back from holidays. We're back from taking our break. Um. We were getting. We were inspired from. You know, other podcasts that <laughs> were taking breaks. And we thought, hey, we deserve a break. We could use a break. Um, but we're back now. We're better than ever. We're never. rejuvenated. We're energized. Just lots of creative juices flowing. And uh, we're, we're going to come at you bi-weekly. Yeah. I asked Philip, what do you want to talk about? He says, I got nothing. <laughs> so that's where we're doing. That's, that's a creative <laughs> juices. All right. So, Philip, can I ask you a question? Yes, please. Please ask me a question. As as a amateur bodybuilder such as yourself, oh my gosh, it's true, it's true. Is body recomposition even possible? Body recomposition. Um, what do you mean by that? The building of muscle at the same time as losing fat. Okay, uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a an expert in this field, but mm-hmm. I will give my opinion. I will try my best. I think I think it is when you're newer to weightlifting. Yeah. And I think it's specifically when you're losing weight. So I think if you're new to weightlifting and you're in a calorie deficit and you're lose your body's burning fat, I think you can still at the same time put on a uh, lean lean muscle tissue. Newbie gains. Yeah. But I think the longer you're weightlifting, the less and less possible it is to actually do both at the same time that's what i think yeah like do you still go through bulking and cutting is that like still part of your routine or no no these days i go to the gym in sprints I, i'll go through a phase and i might go to the gym for a week and then i'll go back again for another month um and i don't really i just eat i haven't really mm. thought much about my intake um I just I just uh, eat food <laughs> every day. I'm not in the best shape I've ever been right now. Last summer, uh, I got into really good shape last summer, but that I was like, I was just eating good. You, you were doing you were doing like kind of a cross. Yeah, thing, it was. Hey? No, you're doing like a you were doing a hit. Gym, it was hit like a hit gym. workout gym, and I was going every day, and I was eating really good at. Uh, Alexia's family's place but even then like I wasn't like bulking or anything or cutting I was just eating good and then working out every day just being healthy yeah Yeah. Yeah. because I remember you talking in one of our earliest episodes like that was you had the bulking clothes and and the oh my gosh (laughs) it's true I did because I it was so goofy like I actually I and it's like you get into this mental game where you're 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 bulking and then you think you're you think you're putting on so much muscle and then you start cutting and then suddenly you think you're this twig and it's just i don't know wasn't i wasn't personally in a healthy space i'm sure mm. some people can maybe do it and be fine but 
I wasn't. I don't yeah. think I was living in reality. I don't. I don't think either were true. Dang. Yeah. So no more. Hmm. No more bulking cutting for me. At least for now, anyways. A little bit dis- distortion. Yeah. Where are you? You look in an unfinished basement. You look like you're being held captive by someone who like spends a lot of time on Tumblr because there's like little twinkly lights and a book bed. <laughs> but also it's unfinished. Welcome to. Uh, how does Tumblr work? You know how Reddit's like r slash. What's what's Tumblr? R slashed. <laughs> captured <laughs> welcome welcome to r slash captured i don't know why i don't know why i mentioned tumblr tumblr is not really part of the cultural zeitgeist anymore what would that be that would, i guess be instagram i guess yeah yeah true true where are you living well this isn't my place i'm in the basement of alexia's place oh um yeah and where where she's living it's just it just isn't finished they have three three no two of the walls aren't finished and then the other two walls are just like concrete. Oh, is she living in a basement suite? Uh, no, she has. So where she's living, she actually has three three levels. Um, so it's almost like a it's a quadruplex. So it's like a three level building. Oh, okay. And it's cut into quarters. And so she's living in a three, and it's three bedroom. So there's her and her and two other women, and then they live here. That's awesome. And you're just kind of squatting. I remember those days. And I'm just, I, I've know, podcasted just before in the in the basement of my fiance. I, I've, I know the life. Yeah, yeah, you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, it was such a joy to see you and Alexia um, at Stephen and Jolene's wedding. Shout out Stephen. I think he listens or at least has rated our show. So. You think so? Is he the one guy? Well, he... No, no, no. Oh, we have more than one rating. We have one review. Yeah, the joyful approach. That's, all... <laughs> That's it. I think I know. I think I know who that is. Who do you think it is? I cut it out. Yeah, I think it. I think it's Jaden. I think that's Jaden. Oh wow! Thanks, Jaden. Man with ears. Man with ears. We have two reviews now, Philip. Whoa! What's the second? The review? second one is J M C N L, otherwise known as Jamie McNall. <laughs> Oh, Jamie McNall. This podcast is still young, but just keeps getting better. Love the authenticity, honest, and entertaining conversations about faith and life by two guys who are walking the talk. Thanks, Jamie. Wow. Jamie. Thank you so much. We're going to shout people out, whoever rate this podcast. You want to be on this podcast? You want to, you know, make a bit, give a suggestion, give a nice rating, something you think is fair. I'd be appreciated. Yeah. Rate, rate and review. Yeah, this is something that we actually want to do long time. Like, I'm actually not giving up on this anytime soon. And I don't think you are either. No, me neither. So, like, let's let's do it, you know? My big push right now, anyways, when I was thinking about it, would be rating and reviewing and then sharing in a particular episode to someone if you, if you actually, if you enjoyed it and it actually was thought-provoking. Because, yeah, we're still, we are still young. So, the dis- Discord would be cool facebook would be cool in the future but yeah. because we still have a small it's not really there yet yeah yeah so i think the bit the best way you could help us if you like what we're doing is probably rating reviewing and sharing it with others i've personally promoted the crunch podcast to like 20 people <laughs> i think that's honestly it's it's the same thing as evangelization like if this something is oh, beneficial yeah. for me and it's giving me life and it's benefit and it's like this is something i love i just naturally want to share with other people like hey here's this good in my life and I think that's that's worked more mm-hmm. than just like, oh, this podcast has a ton of reviews. It must be great. You know, I don't I don't care actually personally about reviews. 
Yeah, actually, I don't. I didn't either. Like when you told me to listen to the Crunch and Clerically Speaking, I didn't like mm-hmm. look at the reviews and the ratings to make my yeah. decision. <laughs> I just started listening and yeah. then d- made a decision from there. So that's a good point. Sharing it, sharing it's probably the most powerful thing you can do. This is too meta. We gotta get into some topic. I have a second thing. Have you um? We're speaking of real estate. Are you like thinking like, okay, about to get married? Uh, are you looking at places yet, or are you like, I, am I Ooh. gonna look for an apartment? What's your plan? Well, okay, so that's interesting. Uh, she's actually right here, my fiance. Say hi, hi Alexia. Alexia. Sorry, what was that? You have a question? What's the question? That's a lime. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you think that was a lemon? It's it's okay. We all make that's mistakes. All right. <laughs> I think I think it might be I think it might be because in Spanish they're just both limon, oh. a lemon and a yeah, I think so. So she, <laughs> I wonder if her and what I wonder if one her and her roommate got into a debate and she comes down. She comes down and she has an already juiced lime and she's just like is this a lemon or a lime? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought she was gonna be like, "How long are you gonna talk to this idiot?" or something like that. And I was just, this is a lemon or a lime. I how long is he gonna be stealing? Speaking of, sorry, I'll let you answer the question. Uh, where, okay. What are you thinking? Um, so we're it it does depend on if I'm staying here or not. Hmm. Uh, we do think that I will be. I asked to stay actually for uh for next In year. In Winnipeg. And I know. What the frick? How could he? <laughs> I know. Winnipeg, man, it's Winnip. Winnipeg's converting me, Regan. You could have moved to Moose Jaw. We could have bought a duplex together. You you move here. You move here. No way. <laughs> no I way. will not go wherever he wants me to go. <laughs> There's <laughs> limits. I will not do. Um, so it depends on if we're staying or not. But so okay, so they have this three bedroom, like they have a basement, main layer, main, wow, main level. And upper mm. level. I love and the layers one of, the, of my home. The layer. Look at this layer. <laughs> this is it's the like bottom an layer. Onion and an... <laughs> Let's unveil the bottom layer. It's it's super cheap. It's like nine hundred dollars for this three bedroom. Oh, let's go. Right. So, if wow. the we already know one girl is not going to be here, the other girl oh, okay. is my coworker, CCO missionary. So she might be moved, but if she's not, she also might just not. She might go elsewhere as well. Sure. Sure. If we're if we're staying here and if it's a very if it's a possibility, um, I think we want to live here because it's like cheap. It's a lot of room. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we'll look for an apartment in Winnipeg or something. Or yeah, but the rent prices are pretty good. Hey. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's some really good, really good options in this part of the city. I've been thinking about things like that. Have you Have you listened to the the latest couple episodes by the Crunch? No, no, I haven't. No, I, I I only listened to like the beginning of trying real Catholic community or something like that. Okay, yeah. So I I've been ever since those episode and the and the last one was kind of a follow up about like well how how a Christians to engage in the market and maybe in real estate and stuff like that. I I've been really thinking about like how do I want to invest in real estate? How is that part of my plan? Especially as you know I'm very new to the investment game. Uh, and I'm already troubled by uh, just the lack of control I have over any sort of like any sort of knowledge or control about where my money's being put into um, with these like 
massive portfolios, right? Mm. And I, and I'll bring this up with like financial planners and investors yeah. and 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 secularly they're just like, oh, it's probably fine. Like they're probably not using child labor. And I'm like, that's, you know, <laughs> probably. And that's sort of the best you can give. And I, I'll talk to like Catholics who are really thinking about this stuff critically. And, and at least one has been like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just investing in real estate. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I think I'm more and more interested in the idea of like real estate. And also just thinking about where me and Matt are going to live in Moose Jaw. And uh, when do we want to, you know, invest in a home? How might we want to, you know, include all that? So I'm just, I'm thinking about that. I'm looking at homes in Moose Jaw. <laughs> wow. Um, That's exciting. Pretty cheap, actually. I mean, like, there's, you know, the the homes that you get for in Saskatoon for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, are like half the size and of, of homes in Moose Jaw. I guess it's just not as hot down there. So mm-hmm. I'm excited, excited to look at that, but I'm... Uh, we're actually going to be living with Amanda's parents while we have our baby and while I get settled in a new job. So that's amazing. I'm super pumped about multi-generational home. It's going to be great. Let's go. I love multi-generational homes. Like they should just be more of a thing, right? Oh, like it's crazy. Definitely. It's stupid. It's stupid how we have to rely on our own little unit. Yes. Yeah. They, they should yes. definitely be a thing and it cut and everyone benefits. And the Filipinos know this. Oh, they know. And, and Polish. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And just like Latin American Latin American in general. Um yeah. from what I've heard anyways from Alexia. Like multi-generational homes, they just sound awesome. I mean, like yeah. perhaps, you know, I, I, maybe that's I think generally speaking they're awesome. And then there's always exceptions, mm-hmm. but Right. I would love that. Right. I would. I'm so excited. Like I, and I'm also just really excited because Amanda's parents are awesome. Mm. They already are great grandparents. Um, I'm sad to be leaving my own family, you know, two-hour drive. It's not too bad. But I'm just so excited to have their support and so honored uh, that they <laughs> invite us. And I feel like there's going to be some new challenges that pop up along the way. Like, just sharing a common space. It's just like mission. You'll If you go on a mission, you'll find out like, oh, there's things I don't like about people that I haven't realized before. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's gonna be great and i'm really excited we still don't know gender of the baby or anything like that but like 11 weeks left it's it's coming and uh wow i have some finals scheduled the day after our due date so that's gonna be fun and that'll be but yeah it's gonna be good yeah that'll be really good that's awesome mm. everyone everyone take note of that keep keep them in your prayers 11 weeks yes please do I think a lot about how am I actually going to set up my life? Because I have this crazy opportunity where we're moving to a new place, we're having a baby, and we're newly married with a new job. So it's like I have like pretty much clean slate. Totally. Um, so how am I going to set this up to like be be different in the world and and hopefully be a light to the world? Anyway, that was yeah. my rambling. No, that's amazing. I, I love the, the intentionality about all of it too. So do you want to join my multi-generational, multi-family, uh, yes, megaplex? Let's, we'll be side by side, the King clan, yeah. the George tribe. And the George. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just keep building. You just build like things off of it. So you start with the, like the, you'll, yeah. you start with us. And then yeah. as generations grow, like one of my children will build an offshoot there. And that's where his family will be. Another child will build an offshoot there. 
my parents will go upstairs yeah eventually your house and my house connects then we bring our kingdoms together and your great-granddaughter gets with my great-grandson oh that's yeah wow that (laughs) took a turn is that what you want is that what you're wanting and then we implement our own system of tax and and spiritual (laughs) leadership um then it gets kind of weird we start like bringing tigers in yeah you would i wish you would have listened to the end of trying catholic community because i think what ethan's doing is really cool and i i there's sort of like a negative stigma around starting like a an intentional community of disciples um because it's like oh that's the benedict option you're just becoming insular and i've heard that from a variety of of good faithful people and i just the more i think about it the more i'm like i would love i would love for my neighbors to be intentional disciples um because what he's doing is hopefully reserving some like 10 lots or something in a suburban area and in, in uh is it kansas he's from and uh like not even on like uh, on an acreage but just being like so that all your neighbors you like are on the same page and, and can help with child care can help with um like service and i just think that's so cool yeah that's awesome i'm not ready to to rule it out like i'm not ready to just like buy our home and like kind of just stick to ourselves so this is something yeah. we're in dialogue with but yeah it's tough it's tough moving to a new place because you're like there's all the benefits of the clean slate and then there's the there's the rough stuff with the clean slate like not having any friends or or mm-hmm. an established community right so mm-hmm. yeah anyway. and like if you were gonna if you were gonna try to do the same thing he's doing like where where you would find those people who those people would yeah do you have any mini topics before we get into our main topic can you tell me I've already been talking too much. I need you to talk. Oh, you want me to talk? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me tell you why boat shoes are superior. <laughs> okay, I, you can't be serious. I gotta take it some chicken out of the oven, so I'll be right back. But I, I okay, hate you all right. If that's true. All right. <laughs> You're being you, serious. You go. You go and let me let me do my thing. Okay. Regan's gone now. Um. I didn't have a, I didn't have anything, but he's not here, so it's fine. Oh, let's see, what can what can I talk about while Regan's gone? I think here's what I think that you should all watch the show Made in Abyss. It's anime, and so I know that that's gonna come with its own thing. Bye bye. You've been vamping. Hey, you're back. I I, I tried. Hey, it smells real thing. good in my basement. Blundstones are actually the best footwear, I think. That's fair. I was going to compare boat shoes and Crocs. You're really not bringing much to the table today, are you? <laughs> I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out. How's the mission life, man? How Talk about what's going oh, on on campus. Yeah, let me, let me talk about that. Mission life's been great because, okay, so a lot of campuses, maybe all of the campuses across Canada, are online at least for like a month or up until spring break is that true for the u of s i actually don't know you don't know okay so i know here it is and i know that there's a lot of other campuses uh that i've heard of that are doing that and so they're online for at least a month maybe a month and a half and that's been tough for for some teams but here in winnipeg we're like uh been there done that (laughs) um because last semester us and one campus in Ontario, we were the only ones that couldn't actually step foot on campus. Every other campus was just living life like it was normal, mm. minus, you know, ma- masks and some restrictions. Really? But other than that, they were doing, oh, yeah, like 
we were hearing stories about how some Ontario campuses were just like we were seeing pictures online and it just looked like normal. Business and we're like, oh, normal. here we are stuck in our house. Yeah. So hmm. last semester was tough for us, but this semester we were like not going to go through that again. So we actually are renting a space Ooh. underneath a cafe across from campus. Great idea. And like the space is like actually pretty big. And we've had a bunch of people in the region like donate couches and like we have a fridge. We have a bunch of furniture and desks and tables. That's awesome. Um, Great idea. And we've just made it super comfy. Yeah. And already we have students who come in to attend their classes there. Uh, They've come in just to do homework. We're going to do our face studies there. Um, It's been super cool. And now that like other campuses are being forced to go online. A lot of them are kind of like asking us questions and they're like, hey, like you guys have been online almost longer than anyone else. Hmm. What are you doing? And then we're like, <laughs> okay, well, here's our advice. <laughs> yeah. But but also, yeah. yeah, but also like we have a space. So if you guys can find a way to still gather, even if you can't gather on campus, that would be our biggest advice because yeah. having a space is just so good and it's done wonders for our student leaders. It's done wonders for even just team dynamics mm. and our team meetings. So mm. It's been great. It's been a really good start so far. I just, I have a hard time believing that online ministry could be nearly as effective as in-person ministry. Yeah. I, am I, am I wrong? I don't, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. There's like, God's going to show maybe that, up. Maybe that's too strong of a And take. things are going to yeah, happen. Maybe that's, yeah. But I think generally it's just not, it's just not as effective. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you see, you don't see as much fruit and maybe, Maybe I'm just basing it off of like one year, and if we did it longer, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I I yeah. agree with you though. It's tough. It's tough because maybe I don't like. I'm sure there's been lots of fruit. I think maybe I'm basing off my experience that I had. I had trouble. Like, there's pros and cons because there's you know there's good engagement. People feel pretty comfortable in their own space, but I don't know. You you lose that sense of conviviality and and. Showing them a different, like, no matter how good a, a faith study leader is going to be and, and even how spirit-led, like, it's hard to make it not feel like an online class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, I'm I'm giving, you're consuming. It's not, mm-hmm. li- like you're saying, there's no walking alongside. I'm not anyone who's starting to, like, start to question their way of life and they're interested. You can't, like, pull them in to stuff you're already doing right just show them like the way you treat the poor or show them some of the stuff you do that's not just a face study um you you lose all of that and just like Mm -hmm. community building just the way you can witness to them when you're in between your engage your the stuff that you're um doing like for work like just i feel like there's so much there now that the students are in the space um almost just by like osmosis just being around the around the missionaries around some of our student leaders there's more it's just so it's almost like we're pickling where it's like you're in a pickle jar and there is no there's no pickling when you're online it's just you show up for your face study you leave maybe you show up for an online games night you leave like it's just not the same and it's very little sacrifice like you you can leave whenever you know there's no there's way less like social structures to help you like okay well, i'm gonna stay to the end of this game night then i'm gonna chat you know it's just like i i have i have full control full autonomy and i uh 
once I'm done, I'm home instantly. And I can, you know, turn on Netflix, whatever it is. Like, there's no sacrifice there of driving there, driving back, you know, putting intentionality into it. So I feel like we can just cram all that stuff in so we can just be as productive as possible because I can do three online classes. And yeah, I mean, I'm guilty for it too because I have three online classes and I'm going to be driving around to some dealerships tomorrow, see if I can sell my car. But it's... uh. Wow, selling the Jeep. Yeah, I tried to sell it online, but not a ton of interest on Kijiji and, takers, and eh? uh, Auto Trader and Facebook. No, I don't know. I don't know if it's because people don't want to buy cars in the winter. I didn't think it was overpriced. I thought it was fair, but hmm. yeah, me and Amanda are thinking of maybe taking a bit of a hit on the on the price just to you know have it not sitting in our driveway with four feet of snow on top of it. So. <laughs> yeah, get rid of it. <laughs> not even the driveway, just on the street. Get rid of it. Get some money. And then, you, so then you guys will just be, you'll have Amanda's vehicle. One car, baby. We've been doing it for months now. I haven't really driven the Jeep all that much. One car, uh, yeah. It's just been sitting. Yeah, it's really good. I really like the one car life. It is n- hey, definitely a it sacrifice. It is good. It forces you to really like schedule it out and figure out what the two of you are doing. Are you doing it too? Yeah, we're living the one car life. Let's go multi-generational yeah. one, one car. One car life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Saving the environment. Yeah, we're gonna form a yeah. radical community of no. of multiple <laughs> multi generational homes, and they all can only have one car. And we only have one car. Yes. No, only one car for the whole community. <laughs> oh my gosh! The intentionality is off the charts. Off the charts. No, it's good. Like today, I had to drive Amanda to an appointment, and it was not entirely convenient. We had to reschedule. I had to reschedule this podcast a little bit, but there's a. I don't know. I think it just reminds me, like, my life is, is not my own. I, I don't just mm. get to curate my schedule whenever I want. That's right. And uh, we were getting in the habit when we had two vehicles or, or we're using two vehicles that, like, oh, I'd go to work, you know, slightly later and stuff. But now it's like, okay. I mean, I'll go to work half an hour earlier than I usually would. Boom. Like, okay. Yeah. That's all good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good for us. It's good for us. Oh, okay, Regan. What kind of a what kind of topic are you gonna serve us up on a on a hot plate today? I, I was thinking about a topic, and if it's too depressing, let me know. And I also don't know like what sort of practical <laughs> advice or practical takeaways people might take away from it. But I think maybe just to share my heart a little bit about where I am in terms of living in the church. I don't know if you have much experience in like rural Saskatchewan or maybe rural Winnipeg. <laughs> rural is a hard word for me to say. <laughs> rural. But when you like, I feel like I'm spoiled in the city with with masses, with beautiful masses like let's say Saint Anne's at Saint Paul's. Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of the the parishes in the city, at least in Saskatoon, have you know pretty good preachers, good music, pretty faithful. Um, and I've just maybe become accustomed to that. And, and when I'm traveling to rural Saskatchewan, it's often not good music. It's, you know, there's felt banners. There's, you know, kind of, I'd say sometimes subpar preaching. Sometimes not. Sometimes the best homilies of my life have been from random priests. Mm. And I think the thing that maybe bugs me the most is that it's a very old population. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two families with kids but everyone else is probably retirement age and, and sadly sometimes just a man or just a woman. So not even like older couples coming together. It'd be like 
you know, just one guy. You know, you don't know people's situation and you don't know what with COVID and everything. And, and technically, there's still dispensation for mass and all this, you know, all this stuff. Um, but I think what's really arising in my heart is is two things. And the first is that I think I need to really, really be aware when I'm going to masses that don't appeal to me, that don't mm-hmm. uh, match the level of piety that I would prefer to really challenge my hardness of heart, but to also sort of battling, I think maybe a temptation to despair about the state of the church, you know, like you'll, you'll go to mass and, and maybe less so in some more vibrant parish communities, but for the most part, it seems like no one really cares. Yeah. They seem kind of checked out. Everyone just, and I'm guilty of this too. Everyone just kind of files out afterwards. There's not really, no one really ever introduces each other or, or, you know, has any interest in, in, in connecting with the people around them. And I'm challenging myself because I realize, like, when I'm in mass, I can be, I can be very, like... <laughs> and Amanda's like, you look like you're having the worst time of your life, but I'm really engaged. <laughs> so I'm trying to challenge myself and realize, like, just because I, I, don't, I don't know the interior disposition of their hearts, right? So I can't judge them, but yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's safe to say that there's a good amount of people attending the masses that are going through the motions. Mm-hmm. So before I go on, I, I'll let you like get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, this is, this is something I felt it's, I can, I can relate to this going to going home to Nipawin where my parents are. And when I go to mass there, mm-hmm. um, I kind of, I feel that same thing. Um, yeah. You, you see that you just see all the older you like the thought comes mm-hmm. where you're like what's gonna happen in 20 years 20 40 years like who's even 10 years you know exactly yeah are they gonna like close this church or um or will there be barely anyone here and i don't know um mm-hmm. i can i can relate to that i can also relate to like looking around and just like assuming or not assuming but like you you can almost like you're observing complacency Mm -hmm. you're observing almost just a bunch of like i don't know lukewarmness i guess or it just feels like boredom yeah just bored um like i don't really want to like it seems like people don't want to be here um and and i've experienced that not just in rural places i um yeah I feel like no, and it's not just rural places. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are times where, and even in the city, I'm just like, what? Um, that's tricky. <laughs> it's it's hard. Um, honestly, like, and I'm I'm still, I'm still the 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 first one, like despairing over the state of the church. I feel like I've gotten a lot better at that. Where that's not really mm. something I think about much anymore. Um, that's good. I'm I, glad. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I think. I, I think it is something where it's like, I don't know if it's a skill or like a muscle or something where, cause you hear it all the time. Like just think about focus on what you, I guess like what yeah, you can control. Area of influence. Area yeah, of influence yeah. versus area of concern. And it's like everyone, when you say that out loud, everyone's like, Oh yeah, sure. But I think it does take practice. But I, um, mm-hmm. I think for me, despairing over the state of the church, um, was something that maybe I just had to practice more and more over time. And now I've just, I've learned to not let that affect me too much and just control what I can control. And even though like over here, it looks really sad. 
I've had a great privilege to see like but actually over here there's a lot of life and there's a lot of hope here and um I guess just really trusting that you know he's still he's he's doing things and he's like mm-hmm. the church you know maybe the church is dying in the west but the church globally is she'll she's going to be all right and at least we have Africa at least we have Africa and she's <laughs> showing us the way um but as for like the mat like okay so I guess the mass thing something that's been a very big recurring theme for me i i've been saying this like all the time to the point where i think it annoys alexia but I, just whenever we have these conversations i'm like you gotta assur- assume virtue or i'm like yeah assume the best assume the best of the other people in so far yeah. as it is possible to the point where <laughs> I, I probably am too annoying with how often i say that to her and to myself but that's no, been good because i'm just like ah, assume virtue i'm assuming virtue and I think was something that really helps when the liturgy uh, or when like the architecture, the art, the liturgy, all sorts of stuff just kind of seems to be, I don't know, mm-hmm. lackluster. Um, yeah. This is, I was going to say is, flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> just, just floppy. Flaccid. Um, just floppy. Just, uh, well, you, you, you're walking out. Regan, how was that? Oh, man, that was... One of the most mass floppiest. Was so floppy, mass was so floppy yeah. today. Floppiest homily I've ever heard. Floppiest homily. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I don't know if this is for everyone, but this has really helped me. Is actually um, diving in a little more into the church's understanding of of the liturgy and of the mass and of the sacraments um, has helped me because then I feel like now I have I've been given the eyes to see maybe behind all that more. So as much as it bothers me, because I, I love it when like the physical actually represents the spiritual and I'm just like, yes. But then when it's not there, at least now I know more about what's happening in the spiritual. So I'm like, okay, this bothers me. But for now, I'm just going to set that aside and just really focus on like what's happening in the, like the world that I can't see. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's been something that's been really helpful for me. I found cool. I like what you said about and reminding me of spheres of influence and <laughs> it's something I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself and I think you're right it is a muscle and it feels like I a muscle I have not developed very well <laughs> um, and I think you mentioned a good point and it kind of brings up where where I wanted to go like not just despairing for the state of the church but I think maybe despairing for the state of the west um, and you mentioned like mm. yeah maybe the church in the west is doomed and I think that, you know, one wouldn't be blamed for, for thinking that there's, it's going to go through a bit of a rough period before it gets better. But, um, yeah. you know, as you know, I'm, I'm doing online classes. I'm, I'm in, in my final year of law school here. They'll feed you jargon about, like, you're the future leaders of society, right? And, and I think there's, that's true to a point, that the ideas that are dispersed in university and, and in a sense indoctrinated in university are going to be... Um, you know, I think have more influence over the culture at large, right? Um, yes. A lot of my classmates are going to go on to be politicians, influential people, influential businessmen and women. So I think part of my worry, and I think I think in, in terms of things I can control, part of my struggle is how do I even approach engaging um, their worldview? Mm. Because we'll have in-class discussions, and the things they're saying, I, I understand the presuppositions. I understand, in a sense, where it's like, this is the doctrines that we all believe in, right? 
Like no one, no one disagrees in these, right? Like, oh, we all believe that progress will like require, you know, struggle and violent revolution, right? Mm. Like, it's just like, um, you, you start, you start to like realize like, okay, here are all the presuppositions that like no one even challenges. No one thinks about, um, and people ask my opinion and I'll do my best to try to meld together my worldview as a Catholic and, and, and also try to answer maybe the question they have, like, like, for example, to ask, like, when do politics become immoral? <laughs> like, I can't even begin to just <laughs> talk about my political stance. Yeah. You know, in many cases. Um, and I say, like, well, OK, uh, I think maybe when when you infringe upon the dignity of the human and there and, and someone will answer back, well, that's pretty humanist of you. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and it's just like, I, like, oh, that's awesome. You put me in a box. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't like. Like, if only you knew. This is stuff I've heard from Catholics and other professional colleges and just university in general. Like, it's like, there's these set of opinions. Like, let's say in medical school, everyone just assumes that, oh, yeah, like, contraceptives, that, those are a good thing. Mm. Those are the thing we shouldn't challenge. And it's not always controversial in law school, but I, I have this overwhelming feeling that if people really knew what I was thinking about these things, and not in, like, a this, I'm thinking hatefully about people or uh, these ideas, it's just, like, if only they knew what I really thought about some of these things, like, yeah, um, I don't know what would like. I would be very much socially outcast, I, more than I already am, because I, you know, I think people kind of, you know, suspect like this guy has weird opinions. But no, uh, <laughs> and I don't try to have weird opinions. But how do you like? You mentioned sphere of influence, and maybe you have some thoughts because you're on a college campus. Or university or whatever. How do you even begin to to be truthful to to what you actually believe in these discussions in your classes without being, pardon my French, a huge asshole about it? Because sometimes that's what it is, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like some people are like that. We're like, I have the right opinion, and I'm gonna tell you about it. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Or or you're just coming into it. You just want to like red pill them so bad that you're just yeah. trying to like. You're just trying <laughs> yeah, to catch exactly. them. You're like asking yeah. them questions and you're just hoping to eventually trap them. And they're like, don't you see? Don't you see how that's stupid? And then they're like, oh. But then you like deflate them and defeat them. And it's like, what What was the goal? Because even if they eventually sure. believe in what you believe, you like did it. I don't know. Anyways, that's, um. I'm not good at this. I'll tell you that. But it is tricky. I, I like that you honed in on sphere of influence because I think there's something there. Because when you first told me that you wanted to talk about this, I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, oh, man, like, I don't even know what I would say. So I was trying to think of real life examples. And there is so there's this there's a student that was like involved with us, kind of. But he never did end up signing up for a faith study. Um, He just kind of was always around. Um, And he was also always kind of pretty open about how like just certain views he had. And um, yeah one of those just yeah one, <laughs> one of those and like he enjoyed us he enjoyed our company but also like yeah. sometimes we would just be sitting down and like you know there might be like a group of people sitting down and they're maybe talking about i don't know something that's probably fairly catholic and then he would come in and you know just say something else um yeah and then as the semester was going on uh i can't remember i think we were like halfway through so it's already like really late to start a faith study but at this, I had asked him a bunch of times and he had already said no, like multiple times. 
Um, and for me, I was like, okay, there's only so much I can control. Like this guy's in my life, but there's these other students that are in my life. They're either curious or they do want this. Or actually, they're just not sure, but they're in a face study. And then there's other students that did say no, and some of them have just disappeared. Some are still around. He was um he was just kind of hard to pin down. Um, and for me, I was just like, okay, I don't really know how much there is to lose here. There's some trust. Like I had the opportunity to build trust with him and that like we've hung out and he shared with me some of the things he thinks and just kind of the classic like do what makes you happy. Don't harm other people. Yeah. Yeah, and he would actually say, like, he legitimately, like, word for word said, like, do what's true for you, do what's right for you. Like, that's kind of the kind of stuff he would say. Yeah. And we've had conversations about it, but then one day I just, like, I just called him up and I was like, I was like, man, just, like, why? Like, why do you not want to take a face study? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't think that that would be something for me. He's like, I don't think you would want someone like me in a faith study. Mm. And I was like, oh, why not? Like, that's, like, I think it's a good place where you could share your views. And he's like, no, like, if you're looking to talk about the faith, he's like, no, I, I don't, I don't think you want me in there. I, I don't, I, I feel like I, it'd be detri- detrimental for the other guys in the study. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm so smart, and my opinions are so good that I would just destroy everyone. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's anyone there who's curious, I'm gonna wreck them. Yeah. And then I was just like, I was like, I, I just, I asked him though. I was like, like, well, but, but why though, like. Like, I don't I don't get it like you're you are you afraid to share your opinions he's like no like I'm not I'm not afraid to share my opinions and I was like well what if there's other guys in the study and these guys are they just want to like figure out like what like how to live life and I don't know it seems like you've got it figured out I was like what if like what if I was like I, I just kind of told him I was like why wouldn't don't you want to share with those guys what you think and then he, he just kind of he's like what do you mean by that and I was like okay and I, I just told him straight up I was like I was like, have you ever considered that you're like not right? Like, oh, have you ever just go. considered it? <laughs> I, I told him that I asked him that on the phone. I was like, have you just ever considered that like that like you're wrong? And then he was and then I think he knew where I was getting at. And he kind of sounded a little bit mad. And he was like, and he was like, so it's so, like you want me in the face study to tell me what's right. And I was like. But like what like what if, though? Like, what if it is? Yeah. What if it is right? And anyways, the conversation went. He never actually he never did end up signing up, but I feel like it took us to, it actually took us to, I think a better place. More authentic maybe. Yeah. Like a more authentic place where, where now I don't, I don't think we're like walking on eggshells anymore. We just kind of put it all out there. But I also, I'm not, I'm not going to put that forward as advice either. Cause I don't think we're called to do that with like every classmate you have. No. And it would be frankly ridiculous if I unmuted myself in the zoom chat and said, yeah, here's all the politics that I think are immoral. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I wouldn't sound cogent, first of all, and it would turn a lot of people off. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It, it it's really hard. I think I think there is an element of you can you almost it's almost like an invitation to let your heart break for some of them because there's actually not much you can do, other than maybe share, like sharing sharing what you think and trying to be like prudent and 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 yeah. trying to share it share it in a loving way but yeah. there's just no way that you can actually enter into each person's life in such a way that you can have those kind of conversations and and that's that is sad and like you said these people are going to go on and be influential and we kind of have to like experience the powerlessness of like oh man i really hope there's someone else that's going to come into their life if if not me but uh, yeah I, I don't know dude i think that's spot on 
there's a sort of an anxious feeling when, with someone who cares about evangelization, with someone who actually cares about it, where it's like, I don't know how you're going to pull this off, God. You know, like, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of people who really care. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I built relationships with three people in, in my school, and I haven't, I haven't convinced anybody of anything. You know, I'm just trying my best. So I don't really know what's practical to bring up. But I think maybe, if anything, just to, like, validate that struggle. That's not easy. And I, I and I'm concerned that when I have a family, mm-hmm. when I have all these other responsibilities, that there's even less time to have those relationships and those conversations where that's like, you know, you have the time to do that. So it's part of my concern with like, how do I structure my life so that evangelization is is, is like there's time afforded for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think there's also like an element of taking taking some pressure off. Like it's very overwhelming to be in a college in like our orientation to law school uh they asked us like a bunch of questions like do you like chocolate or vanilla ice cream or vanilla do you like spring or fall better <laughs> and stuff like that and, and people would have to step forward or step back and i asked one question and and i mean bold of them to ask but are you like a religious person or are you a spiritual person and out of like over 120 students uh, i think like four maybe five of us stepped up wow and maybe some people were afraid i mean that's a daunting question it wasn't even comfortable for me to stand up totally totally the very fact that what is that three percent of the college not all of them are christian definitely not all of them are catholic yeah and i have such little influence and with the influence i'm given that jesus grants me i suck at it right like i'm not good at convincing people i'm not good at evangelizing people there's Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. like i'm meriting so there's like there's this very overwhelming feeling of like smallness, but that's low key our superpower, I think. Yes. But yeah. I think that it's a lot less comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If Jesus wasn't giving me even a smidge more grace, I would like I would be all in on like Ben Shapiro and like Matt Walsh and those dudes who are just like bashing on pe- bashing people on TikTok. Like it's not actually helping anybody. No one's changing their mind. It's just like anger porn. Yo, totally. Right? It's just a, yeah, it just becomes an echo chamber and it's just your rhetoric and you sound really smart. And then the people have the same opinion of you. They like, yeah, you become like vindicated. Their, their, right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I feel the same way. There's, there's such a temptation to be like, well, I just need to like, if they only had the right opinions, even though like I would, I don't, I'm not really one to like correct people often. I think my main approach is asking people questions and you know, that might be the way I'll challenge them. Like, you know, <laughs> why do you think that? Or <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Like, definitely aired more towards questions. Ask more questions than anything. Like, seek to understand and listen. Uh, it's something that when I first started work- working for CCO, it, it's kind of, it was like an image that really burned into my mind. Uh, uh, one of the missionaries was giving a talk and, and she was just quoting Pope Francis. As one does. Oh, you know, as one does. And it, it was... I'd never heard the quote before, though. He was talking about how, like, like taking off your sandals at the sacred ground of the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was and she was applying that to the context of, like, when you're having deep conversations with your students, like, like to take off your sandals. Like, this is sacred ground. You're not owed this. Uh, just because it's your job to have these conversations doesn't mean that, like, don't treat this as if it's, like, a, a commodity or another uh point towards your like performance evaluation or whatever Mm. 
And I think I think the same applies even when it's not just a close friend and the two of you have the same opinion and they're just sharing like a deep struggle. And it's like, oh, wow, this is really sacred ground because you're being so vulnerable. It, it applies too to the people that maybe you're just kind of friends with and 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 you've decided like, OK, I think I'm going to go there. Like, I think I'm going to ask a question and this question's like like it's going to make them think and this might lead to a conversation where our differing opinions are going to come out. Um, and just almost have the image of like, but I'm taking off my sandals. Like this is sacred ground. I, I'm not, I'm not owed this conversation. Um, wow, and yeah, yeah, ask questions, seek to understand. Uh, but then also, I guess this is kind of attached to what we're saying, but I, I do just want to say it explicitly, but don't be afraid to, to challenge at the same time too. Um, cause maybe there's some people listening that like, they're on the side where maybe they challenge too much. I I know that I would probably be on the side where I'm too afraid to challenge and maybe don't challenge enough. And I probably there, do there's too. There's a there's yeah. a place for that too. And that totally you know, is. listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, but th- there's you know there's a time there's a time and a place for it. Not with everyone, not all the time, but um, don't be afraid to do it. I forgot about that. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Removing our sandals before the sacred ground of the other. Hmm. Maybe that's the takeaway. There's also worth mentioning that not all people's apostolic work will look like accompanying on a weekly basis two to three people and teaching them. And no, no offense to CCO, what they do. I love CCO, obviously. But I think I'm going to have to be okay that when I'm working a full-time job, with a new baby in a new house moving in, it's probably going to be a while before I have any sort of relationship that I could con- like honestly consider I'm accompanying this man. And I think we need to be easy that it's not all apostolic work is going to look like that. And I think a big, big thing for us is, is um, as, as married or soon to be married men and, and fathers is a lot of our apostolic work will be raising our family too. Yes. Right? you can't forget that, that that is an apostolic work amen don't discount that that's so huge yeah but it's something i'm thinking about because when you when you're not on campus when you know like if you're listening you're a cco leader or you were if you haven't experienced it yet you probably will where all of a sudden the missionaries aren't there to organize um face studies you know you don't have software to to automatically slot people into ideal times <laughs> yeah. you know in a lot of ways you're kind of like okay now go you know, that's the whole point, yeah. not on their own, but without constant handholding, right? And hopefully you have a mentor and blah, blah, blah. But that's scary, you know? Um, at least at least when I'm overwhelmed in my classes, at least I have the missionaries and the CCO community or the, you know, whatever it is, uh, chaplaincy to, to kind of retreat to. Yeah. But um, when you're out in the world, that, that might be really hard to find. Right? Especially maybe a smaller center like Musha. I don't know. I have no idea what the Catholic community looks like in Musha. <laughs> I've, I've, I fully intend to enroll in the Knights of Columbus as soon as I get there and hang out with 60-year-olds. Oh, uh, yeah. I absolutely will. <laughs> KFC, let's Please go. Please sponsor our podcast on the Crunch Podcast Network. Ethan and Pat, <laughs> come on. Come on. We'll reach the youth for you. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on, Knights of Columbus. Get, the, get those numbers yeah. up. I know, I know your young men enrollment is dwindling. I know we could, we could, we could plug you in every single podcast. We don't have any, we don't have any patrons yet. 
we get we get one guy to sign up and we just beat your number. <laughs> <laughs> what if we like got them to sponsor us and then we did like a bunch of fake enrollments like and then just <laughs> would that be fraud? Yeah. <laughs> Artificially inflate our numbers. They're like, "Man, you guys helped so much." I think with our enrollment. I think that would be freaking hilarious if we got the Knights of Columbus to sponsor our podcast. Me and too. I think they'd do it. I think they'd do it. We have connections. Let's reach out to the people we know. <laughs> With a young young boy podcast. We have two reviews. Yeah. Two reviews. Uh hey, like I think eight or nine ratings, something like that. Dude, we're on, we're on the up and up after all. We're a, on the up and up. Let's a, go. A year. There's no <laughs> way we started this in February. Let me pull this up. I, I, I think I, so. I would be, yeah. I would be troubled, Phil, if that was the case. <laughs> well, well, February 10th. One year super scoops, let's go. Oh, if we no. can release one more episode this month, we'll ha- we'll have 12 and we'll be averaging one a month. There. Let's do that. And then we'll go from then we'll go two a month. And then eventually three a month and, and then, then four months. Yeah. Exactly. That'll be the way, man. It's a it's a marathon cuz we're we're doing this long term. How time maybe. flies, baby. Man. How time flies. Good topic, Regan. I'm glad you brought that up. And I like how you had... It was sprawling. There was, like, subtopics within the topic, and yeah. we, we... I hope it made sense for people or it was relatable. I think it did. And, you know, maybe we didn't have the most practical advice. Maybe we didn't have the greatest takeaways. But like you said, it kind of... Like, I hope at least it validates people that are having this experience. And, mm-hmm. like, one, like, obviously, like, okay, you're not alone, and maybe you already knew that. But two, like that struggle you're feeling where it's like, oh, man, maybe I should be doing better. Should I be doing more? Um, yeah. One, not necessarily. And two, like, I feel you, man. I, I get it. When I was in university, I, I felt the same struggle. Being in religion and culture classes um, at this very, very liberal Catholic college, um, I always felt like I was. <laughs> shall not be named. <laughs> uh, yeah, which shall not be named. I felt like I was dropping the ball like every day and I'm like, oh man, I should have spoke up here and I should have said this. And I, you know, when we broke off, when we broke off into little small groups and I was having a conversation with just those two other people, maybe that would have been a good opportunity to say X, Y, Z. And it's like, don't, yeah, don't beat up. Don't beat yourself up too much. Keep trying and, and, and maybe have a little, have a little mercy on yourself. But also, also, you know, uh, work, work. But but be be aware that you should you know you should challenge. But not everyone, not everyone. I like how I attempted to like wrap it up, and it still like wasn't very succinct or clear. <laughs> well, these things are hard to grasp. It's not it's not clean. They're, if it, if you're giving an easy answer, just do this, just do A, just do B. We're not being honest because it's going to be different for everybody. Um, and it's and we're not really like authorities on this matter. We're still very new to the game, and I think that's part of the fun of this podcast is like there's sort of a sense like we I, I we both know we're not we're kidding we're not kidding ourselves that we have um any secret knowledge or secret wisdom all we can offer is our experience and our and what we're learning and hopefully other people other people you know can benefit from that uh that's fun anyway we should wrap it up yeah we should let's wrap, wrap it this up. bad boy up thank you so much for listening to the scruple the only catholic podcast that steals this joke twice um <laughs> Oh, nice. Um, Nice one. Thank you so much again. Rate, review, 
if you want that's not as important share this with someone if it if it helped you if you know someone that would benefit from listening to this um yeah i don't know what do you think regan i better go better eat some supper yeah me i'm gonna too. go get uh maybe get a good pump on you know you know how it is yeah get <laughs> sore baby. sore all the time sore all the time ladies and gentlemen this has been the screw well thank you for listening god bless bye